0: Hey there, I'm Becca Campbell, your Pediatric Sleep Consultant. Welcome to the Little Z Sleep Podcast, where we make getting sleep help easy. Hey there, I'm Becca Campbell, your Pediatric Sleep Consultant. Welcome to the Little Z Sleep YouTube and Podcast. We are here every week to help you make sleep a thing. And you might be feeling, if you clicked into this episode and video, you might be feeling like, Sleep is not a thing because my child is going through crazy separation anxiety, and there are actually three ages that we can pinpoint when separation anxiety will trigger, and you know me. I'm going to talk not just about what those ages are, but how they impact sleep, and try to flip the script on how you are seeing sleep during these separation anxiety times. So let's get into it. If you are experiencing these separation anxiety times and sleep has just been a total nightmare, I have a free course for you. I invite you to download my free course called The Four Steps to Solving Your Baby's Night Wakings. Inside this free course, you're going to get videos of me teaching you how to help your baby sleep Well, And this is a very quick and easy course. It's not hours of your time. It's under 30 minutes to watch everything. And the best news is you can implement it like right away. So check out this free course. It is waiting for you. Littlezsleep.com slash four, the number four steps. Check out the links below and you can get started on that today. As I walk through the three peaks of separation anxiety in this baby toddler area, you might be able to be like, that's me. <laughs> and I hope, and tell me in the comments of this YouTube video, I hope that you're able to pinpoint exactly where you are so that you can understand what's going on and get right back on track with sleep. You see, over the years of serving families one-on-one to our courses and supporting our community, I want you to know that this is like almost on par with the teething conversation. Like, my my baby is teething, or my baby's in a leap, Maybe we should do a whole video on why I don't believe in leaps, but there's a whole premise of separation anxiety times and teething and all of these times that we're just like, well, sleep isn't a thing because they're going through separation anxiety. So we got to be like glue and just stick with them, right? And the thing is, as we go through this baby and young toddlerhood, there are going to be many times where separation anxiety peaks, but it's all about their development. And I want you to detach your thoughts of your, your, your child having maybe abstract thoughts of you've separated from me and I have anxiety. Like that's a pretty strong phrase. Separation anxiety, that's a really strong emotional phrase that sometimes can make you feel more like you've gotta be there and go back and not have your sleeping all night long, babe. You've gotta hold them all night. They gotta be in your bed, whatever it is. So tell me in the comments as I go through these three ages, where are you and how can we support you in your journey to make sleep a thing? First up, is six to seven months old. Ding, 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 are you the winner of this time? You probably have noticed something. You used to be able to have your baby on the play mat, go to the kitchen, grab some water, and come back, and your baby never realized you left the room. Now, boom, all of a sudden, sometime between six to seven months old, You go get that water and your baby starts fussing like, Oh no, I'm alone. And then you go back and you're like, Wait, what? I'm right here. I just went to go get the water. Like what happened? You've never been like this. This is normal development. So your baby is developing what's called object permanence. This is something where your baby recognizes when an object was there and now it's no longer there, whether it be a pet or a person or a thing. They're aware of when something is leaving and when something comes back. Now, I want you to consider like daycare moments, or if you go to church and you drop your baby off at the nursery on Sundays, or you have a babysitter, there's times where you hand your child off to a caregiver and you walk away and you hear your little ones start to get upset. Again, object permanence. They're learning that you're leaving, okay? And things are transitioning. This moment of transition, that is a very normal concept and a normal life skill that we all have to go through. And here is the the real heart part of this. A 6-month-old, let's just get really real here together, okay? A 6-month-old cannot have an abstract thought of I don't love my mommy anymore because she left me. That's not happening. You are playing that false script in your head, more than likely, that your baby is crying because you've abandoned them and now they no longer love you and how damaging that is. Don't listen to those false lies, okay? Don't listen to those uh, scripts that you're playing in your head that are completely untrue. Your baby is simply learning the object permanence theory, that things come and things go. They're not fixed. Does that make sense? So, six to seven month olds, you would think then, okay, if they don't like it when I leave, then I can't sleep train. I just got to be there for them, right? Let's talk about how this is actually a prime time to sleep train. In my eight years, again, started Little Z's in 2015. In my eight years of being a pediatric sleep consultant, there's a magic window. And if you've missed it, like, it's fine. All, sleep is, it's never too late to work on sleep, but good news between six to nine months old, has always been this like sweet magical spot. I don't know why, but it's almost like the babies were craving and wanting, finally let me sleep. And I can't tell you just story after story of clients that I worked with, where they were six to nine months old and on night one, they slept 12 hours all the way through for the very first time. So it's actually an ideal time to teach them how to sleep well. They're working through a transition. They're working through, okay, someone was here, someone was not there. That's one of those like first-life skills that they're learning at six to seven months old. So while you think, oh, I've got to be with them all the time, otherwise they're going to be upset, the actual like reality is you can't be there for them all the time, and they actually need you to release so that they can sleep independently. Um, one of my favorite ways to encourage moms at this age, they they end up sometimes at six months old, they've been rocking or nursing or holding the baby to sleep for the entire 6 months and then they're like oh my gosh my life is crumbling like i'm so tired something's got to give we're going to sleep train and the first night within the first 3 nights usually the baby is sleeping like phenomenally well all the way through and without fail the one of the caregivers normally says like they don't need me anymore And I'm like, you know that's false, right? Because obviously they're a six-month-old. They need you to feed them. They need you to change their diaper. They're not like growing out of the house and going to college right now. Like they need you for so many things. It's just that we're transitioning now. They are learning the skills of sleeping independently. And I want you to think of this time as they are learning this as a true transition period and how they understand where you are in relation to them. The next age where we start to see separation anxiety peak is between about nine to 10 months old. So you may be like, oh my gosh, Becca, I just went through this at six to seven months. Are you telling me that again at nine to 10 months? um, I find that this one isn't as maybe like bad, but here is what I have seen happen. Between nine to 10 months old, the baby is picking up on patterns and they're recognizing that like, okay, when we go do this, this happens, right? So like when we go to the gym and you bring me to the nursery, you're going to leave and I'm not going to, someone else is going to replace you. Like they're starting to see these patterns and sometimes this is when the clinginess comes back in. Often this, is related also to a lot of movement like crawling or pulling up to stand or some kids at this age are walking already and there's a lot of like physical development going on and what I've noticed is that when there is a handoff from one caregiver to the next um this is they they recognize this I also felt like just personally as a mom I felt like my girls understood at nine to ten months old like the difference between mom and dad and how like oh I can get away with one thing and not the other have you I don't know if you maybe that's just me but At nine to 10 months old, there is a a typical rise in how they're gonna respond to you. And one of the biggest ways I see this is at bedtime. They start to recognize that like, one, maybe they had an off night, which is normal, it's gonna happen. One off night, they woke up and something was bothering them because remember, kids aren't robots. And you went in, you picked them up, checked them out, like you're okay, and you put them back down and um, you left the room. Normally, they'd go back to sleep, but something was wrong. And so instead of continuing with your expectation maybe of leave and check, you came in, you held them and rocked them to sleep or held them to sleep. And maybe that happened a few more nights in a row. Well, now what happens is your baby at nine to 10 months is like, cool, got it. So this is what we do now. I cry, you come in, you rock me to sleep. This is what we do. And it's now this like new habit that's developed. And I find about nine to 10 months, they start to get kind of stubborn in those habits. And so if you're experiencing this, one of the best things to do is to revert back to your sleep training plan Or if you've never formally sleep trained and you're like, yeah, we're 10 months old and my kids never slept through the night, this is your time to get on board with a sleep training philosophy. We have lots of resources on this. There's more than one sleep training method out there that you can choose, but find what works for you. If you're resonated with what we're saying, then our baby sleep training course could be the right method for you. But at nine to 10 months old, your child is recognizing one parent versus the other or one caregiver versus the other, and they kind of start to play that, and they start to know that, okay, if I do this, then you're going to do that. It's almost like cause and effect is starting to take place, which, hey, that's, again, another life skill that they're developing and learning. But at this age, they really need, they definitely need 11 to 12 hours of sleep all night long, and still two solid naps. So be very consistent with your expectations. I will say around 10 months old, sometimes the awake window needs to be budged up just a little bit. I talk about that in our complete schedule guide. If you don't have the this guide, I give you every single schedule you will ever need for the first three years of your child's life. And in the baby stages from like six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10, sometimes there's small incremental changes in their awake window. So if you've been recognizing that naps are maybe not going so great for your 10-month-old, check out the complete schedule guide because we probably need this unique option for naps. The final age that we are going to cover in this video is the 12 to 13-month-old who is spiking in their separation anxiety really because of language. Y'all, At this point, your baby can make small sounds. Um, I remember Hattie could say like, baba for a bottle. And she could say, dada for dada. And she was a little bit later on mama. But... At this age, they're learning things. They're learning, and they know when we say, it's night-night time, oh, it's sleepy time. Or they know when it's like, good morning, it's time to start the day. They know these things, but they can't quite communicate with you. So what do they do? Because they can't communicate, but they know what you're saying, they're going to whine, they're going to cry. And this is the only way right now that they have to communicate. So instead of being so frustrated by this and being like, ah, well, fine, I'll just carry you with me everywhere, This is what I see happen a lot. At 12 to 13 months old, where the baby is maybe learning how to walk or they're getting more um, just physical movement in them, oftentimes we're like lugging them all around the house because they're so clingy. And actually at this point, it would be great little little tip for you. In the first 10 minutes of their morning, put them down. Let them play. Let them enjoy the play mat or whatever toy they love. But try to create some of that separation and your distance because what can happen is if they carry that throughout the day, they're going to be a lot more clingy and a lot more whiny, a lot more fussy. So I want to just kind of confirm that with you that this is related to sleep and that if they know as soon as they get up, they just get to be carried around their house. I mean, who wouldn't wake up if you just got got to be carried all over the place. So I want you to recognize that that 12 to 13 months old, it's normal for them to start to become clingy because they're frustrated. They're trying to communicate with you, but they're just not quite sure how. So they're going to be whiny. They're going to be fussy. It's very common. It's very normal. This also corresponds to the time where you are transitioning off of bottles. And we will have a video all about this for you, but let's acknowledge all the change that happens when they turn one. They're um, sometimes going to a one-nap schedule. They are dropping bottles. They're maybe starting to walk. um, Their language is bursting. There's all these new changes in development. And so, yes, savor some of those cuddles and love on that. But Let's try to not have it impact sleep, and the biggest way I see that is that early morning wakeups can be a thing because the child knows, well, as soon as I get up, I get to have snuggles, walk around the house, I get carried everywhere, and I get my bottle. Great, let's do it when in fact, all of that needs to start changing. this motion of immediately getting your child out of the crib and walking around the house and holding them for the first 10, fifteen minutes and juggling them as they're getting their breakfast made, you might think like, oh, I'm not going to do this forever It's so like I'll just keep doing this but What often I see is that, have you ever heard of the 18-month sleep regression? If we just peer down that road for half a second, at 18 months old, a lot of the times the regression that you're having is because we didn't make the changes we needed to at 12 to 13 months old. And one of the big key elements, that early morning wakings that are very common for a one-year-old are directly linked to that instant gratification first thing in the morning. So that is actually one of the checks that I walk through with families. And that is something that I want you to acknowledge as like, oh, okay, if that's happening, let's try to do the opposite of that and encourage some playtime in the morning and see how that impacts their sleep throughout the night. Again, in the comments, I would love to know, where are you? Like, are you in that six to seven? Are you in that nine to 10 month or the 12 to 13 month? All three of these times, there tend to be a separation anxiety peak. Maybe they don't all happen for you. Maybe your baby only is really showing one of those, or maybe you made it to 18 months and you never went through that. Wherever you are, remember, every kid is unique and different. They're not robotic. So please share with us, what has your journey been like? We would love to hear that from you. If you are ready to start making progress on your child's sleep, I want to invite you. This is the perfect age. That six all the way up to 13-month-olds, this is the perfect time we invite you to check out our free course, The Four Steps to Solve Your Baby's Night Weekings. You're going to grab this course, watch a few videos, and implement the strategies that I teach tonight to help implement routines and expectations that will equal a wonderful night of sleep for your whole family. So check out that course. It's yours right now. Check out the links below. And remember that no matter where you are on this journey from nine to 13 months old, while there can be some definite roller coaster moments, you are doing an amazing job for your family. and simply by being here to learn about how to help your child, wow, what an incredible moment to just say thank you for committing to your family's rest. We value that so much. Sweet dreams. See you next time. Thanks so much for being here today on the Little Z Sleep Podcast. If you're looking for resources to help your family make sleep a thing and finally get the rest that you and your child both deserve, head to littlezsleep.com to find your child's sleep program and also all of our free resources from our YouTube blog and podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Sweet dreams. See you next time.